Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, listeners. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, which is a service that will help you to develop your fluency in English by having conversations and lessons online. To get some speaking time and to claim an italki voucher worth $10, which is roughly equivalent to a free lesson, just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing out there in podcast land? I hope you're doing all right. Here's a new episode. And in this one, I'm going to talk a little bit about the results of the British Podcast Awards. And also do a sort of introduction to the podcast for any new people who might be listening for the first time. Um, I'll bring you up to speed on what this podcast is all about and also recommend a few episodes from the archive that you could listen to. Um, Also, for the dedicated language learners, at the end of this episode, I'm going to explain 17 expressions which you'll hear as I'm talking throughout the episode. Um, so there will be 17 expressions. In f- I've just sort of inserted 17 uh, bits of vocabulary, some fixed expressions, idioms, and just nice bits of vocab uh, into the episode. And um, I will explain them all at the end. So there's 17. Now, which expressions will they be? Um, you'll have to wait and see. Uh, but as ever, I, I encourage you to listen out for words, phrases, uh, bits of grammar, and so on uh, as you listen to my episodes and certainly in this one um, and I encourage you to do that so that you can just notice those bits of language and then add them to your English. Um, It is notoriously difficult to notice new language when you're listening because unlike when you're reading um, you know you can't sort of stop and take your time it's all dependent on the speed at which the person is speaking Um, So if you, you know, when you're listening, if you don't know a new word when you hear it, it's hard to even notice that it's there. You tend to just follow the bits that you understand and the new language can just pass you by if you're not careful. So I always encourage you to just pay a little bit more attention when you're listening and try to notice um, any uh, interesting phrases as the podcast goes along. Um, For example, in this episode, so I will be picking out 17 of these Uh, bits of language um, and explaining them all at the end. So as you listen to this, you can try and guess which ones I will be explaining. And by the way, I've already done one of them. You've already heard one of them. Um, Listen to the end, all the way to the end, and you'll hear uh, the the full list of all 17 expressions that I've just picked out. Okay, so let's talk about the British Podcast Awards. Now, for the last couple of months, I've been asking you Uh, on this podcast to vote for for Luke's English podcast in the British Podcast Awards. I've been saying things like, 
I need all of your votes if I'm going to stand a chance of winning this. You've, that's what you've um, heard me saying over the last uh, couple of months. I've been sort of asking you politely to vote for my podcast uh, in these awards. Um, now, I, I honestly didn't believe that I could win. You know, I just I thought to myself, this is a long shot, but it might just happen. The reason for that is that I was up against some really stiff competition in this award. Um, and, you know, I mean, I was up against podcasts that I love to listen to myself and that are often in the top 10 um, list on iTunes uh, for the UK. Uh, so I thought, you know, these are, you know, really well established, you know, super popular podcasts from from Britain. Um, you know, some of them are produced by the BBC and, and stuff like that. Some of them are produced by fairly well-known, famous people uh, in Britain. So I thought, you know, this is a long shot, but it might just happen. Um, and the awards event was um, this weekend in London. And uh, I didn't get tickets uh, because I didn't think that my podcast was going to win. You know, I didn't think that I really stood a chance because, as I said, I was up against some pretty stiff competition. But you know what? I should have got tickets. I should have got those tickets. I shouldn't have underestimated the awesome power of my audience. And I have to thank you, my listeners, very, very much at this moment. I have to express my great, sincere thanks to all of you who voted for me because I actually won the bronze medal in the Listener's Choice Award. I actually, I came third, right? Which is amazing. Even my washing machine is impressed. You can, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but my washing machine is having a great time uh, celebrating. Yeah, it just, it won't calm down. Anyway, yeah, that's right. I won the bronze award. I came third, um, which is amazing and I beat some other really great podcasts in that category, and I'm just blown away, basically, um, because this means so much to me. I'm amazingly proud, and um, it's just brilliant. The winner um, of the Listener's Choice Award was uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's Film Review, which is my favourite podcast of all time. I've been listening to Mark and Simon, like, forever, um, since they started, even before they started doing their podcast, I was a regular listener of theirs on the radio. Um, hello to Jason Isaacs, by the way. Um, the, the Silver Award went to the Anfield Rap Podcast, which is the number one podcast for Liverpool Football Club supporters. And then there's me in third place. I can't believe it. First place, Mark and Simon's uh, uh, film review, which is like basically the BBC's flagship film review show across all of their different uh, media uh, tv radio and everything mark and simon's film review is the is like the bbc's number one film review format uh, and then you know the liverpool liverpool football club fan podcast which obviously is huge because liverpool is a massive football club and then luke's english podcast in third place and i managed to beat so many of these giant podcasts that i love to listen to all the time like um, these po- I don't know if you're aware of them. I've talked about some of these podcasts um, 
on this podcast, in fact, I've recommended them in the past, some of these. Um, so here are some of the podcasts that I've beaten that I listen to myself, like Athletico Mints, uh, Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pip. Um, my Dad Wrote a Porno, which is a genuine podcast. You can check it out. Uh, the Adam Buxton podcast. Um, I even beat Adam Buxton, although he did win uh, in another category. Um, also, the Empire Film Podcast, uh, Unexplained, Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge Podcast, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or Rahilistapur, as the cool kids call it, and more. So this is mind-blowing and immensely satisfying. And here are just some phrases to explain how I feel. I'm blown away. I'm over the moon. I'm buzzing today. I'm still buzzing. Um, I got the news. When was when was it? I got the news on Saturday evening, fairly late in the evening. Um, I found out because of Ollie Richards, you know, the polyglot from England, uh, who's been on this podcast a couple of times. Um, I just checked my Twitter because I hadn't checked my phone all evening because I was busy. And um, I just checked my Twitter account and I got a notification and it was from Ollie Richards. And he simply posted a, a photograph um, and included, you know, my Twitter handle at English Podcast with the photograph. And the photo was basically a big uh, a shot of the event. Obviously, Ollie was at the awards ceremony, and it was a shot of the stage. And there was, you know, some people on stage talking. And there was a huge picture um, which was being projected onto the backdrop at the, on the stage. And it was a big picture of all of these logos from different podcasts. And there was like Mark and Simon's podcast and Scroobius Pip and all these other ones. And then my logo was right in the middle amongst all of them. And I was like, whoa, no way. Does that mean that have I won something? And then I had a look at, you know, the other um, uh, accounts like the, the British Podcast Awards Twitter account. And I saw that I'd come third. So uh, amazing. And I'm still buzzing uh, today, a couple of days later. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm absolutely delighted. I'm very flattered, of course, extremely flattered uh, that uh, so many of you chose to vote for me. And I'm immensely proud. And in fact, you know, I'm, you could say I'm feeling quite smug and self-satisfied and a bit pleased with myself at this moment. Um, I'm not going to go on about it too much. Well, maybe just for the duration of this episode, but I don't want to be too smug about it, but I am feeling quite chuffed. Um, uh, my podcast is featured on the front page of the iTunes store in the UK today. Uh, you know the way that iTunes, the iTunes store features different podcasts uh, different content on their front page. Well, my podcast is featured on the front page of the iTunes store today, right next to Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's podcast and the other podcasts uh, that I've just mentioned that I'm a fan of. And I've, I've been tweeted by the British Podcast Awards, and there is my podcast in the winners list with these other big names for the whole world to see. And uh, it's amazing. And I feel like I've just won a bronze medal at the Olympics of podcasting or something. Um, and uh, actually, I'm still yet to find out if I get anything at all. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get like a some sort of award, like a physical thing. Obviously, the winners, Mark and Simon, uh, got a nice glass award, you know, an engraved glass award, which looks very nice, and they can put it on somewhat. I don't know which one of them is going to display it, uh, but I don't think I'll get anything, but I hope that they send me some sort of badge that I can display on my website because that would help a lot to give a good impression 
when people visit my site for the first time. Uh, but I will certainly get probably a bit more exposure from this. I'm not sure how much more exposure I'll get, but I expect a few people, certainly people from the UK, uh, might be checking out my podcast at this moment, which is nice. So hello, if you are new to the podcast, hello. Um, in fact, this episode is partly for you because I want to just kind of introduce myself and give you a general idea of what this podcast is all about. Um, now, um, the, the thing is, right, I owe this feeling that I've got right now, I, I owe this to you, my listeners, because without your support, I wouldn't have got this boost. So really, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart if you voted for the podcast I really, I really, really appreciate it. I've put a lot of work into this podcast over the years, as you know. Uh, some of you have been listening to me from day one. Um, so, you know, it means a lot. I really appreciate it. And I especially want to thank all of those ninja listeners out there who normally just hide in the shadows, listening, but never actually coming out and revealing yourselves. Um, so I think you're the ones who kind of... Um, you're the ones who won it for me, I suppose. I, I tried to appeal to you guys to actually, you know, step out from the shadows and um, and vote for me. And many of you did. So thank you very much. A lot of you have actually got in touch with me since voting. And you've kind of left messages on my, my website or on my Facebook saying, I'm a ninja listener, but I just voted for you. So thank you very much. Um, and uh, I mean, essentially, I've got a kind of a ninja army out there that I could activate um, if I'm, you know, if I could somehow activate you all um, more often, then you know, I could, I could have uh, immense power at my disposal. I could be in a position to actually take over the world in the best possible way, of course. And I'd give, give out free ice cream to children, which uh, I've talked about that before. The idea of giving free ice if i did take over the world i would basically just give give out free ice cream now that sounds lovely i don't know if that would actually help though would it i mean uh, you know who's going to provide all the ice cream and uh, is ice cream even that healthy to give to people anyway never mind it's just an idea but anyway it's brilliant isn't it this it's brilliant podcasting i mean it's it's still amazing i still find it incredible that i can produce these episodes in my home and then have people around the world listen to them. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, uh, never before have we had language learning resources available to us so conveniently. In the past, previous generations found it difficult to get across uh, the, the, you know, to, to just find um, or access uh, sources of English to help them learn. Uh, you know, people had to use books, mainly or records even uh, tapes cds and those things were very hard to come by and they were often quite costly and now it's all here for you online and i'm sure this is going to have a massive impact on the world as this generation takes advantage of these resources and uses them to become genuinely much better at speaking english and communicating so uh, you know the world is going to i hope become better at communicating um, as a result of, you know, free resources that people can find on the internet. Some people are out there right now in the world arguing that globalization is a bad thing. But let's not forget the positives, like the fact that we're all 
more connected today. The fact that we're all more connected today means that we can learn to understand each other a bit more and communicate better and hopefully make things work well for everyone rather than just retreating into closed-off worlds where people don't trust each other um, and sort of retreating into these other places where people harbour resentments and rivalries and things like that. Basically, I'm saying that podcasting will ultimately save the world. That's what I'm saying. And this podcast specifically is going to save the world, or at the very least, people will know more vocabulary in English. They'll know more phrasal verbs than they did before. So, all right, I might not save the world, but I might help people to just express themselves just slightly better than they did before, which is something, isn't it? That is something. Um, So I mentioned new listeners who might be listening to this podcast for the first time. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there may be various people having a look at the podcast. And if you are a new listener, then hello. Uh, welcome to my podcast. Um, I guess that you've worked out that this is a podcast for learners of English, but everyone is welcome to listen. Um, let me just introduce myself. My name's Luke, and I'm an English language teacher. I'm a TEFL teacher. Um, that's been my full-time job for about 16 years now. And I've been doing this podcast for about eight years. Um, I'm also a stand-up comedian, and what I try to do on the podcast is just create content which hopefully is enjoyable as well as being educational. Um, That's the idea. I do teach English on the podcast, but over the years, I've worked out that my audience responds best to content which is genuine, uh, personal, or entertaining in some way. And that's what I try to do. Um, I just try to make it easier for my audience to listen to lots of English uh, on a regular basis. Um, And I'm not sure that I'm always successful in doing that, but um, the podcast has gone from strength to strength over the years. And I do try to make the content engaging and funny, as well as of some educational value. Most of the time in these episodes, it's just me talking about different subjects relating to British culture, the English language, and just life in general. But I try to get lots of guests on the show too, including members of my family, uh, friends who are comedians, and in fact, anyone interesting that I meet who is willing to talk to me. Hopefully, this gives my listeners a bit of variety in terms of the types of English that they can listen to. And also, um, you know, they can listen to uh, English being used in a variety of different types of interaction. And generally, the plan is to create diverse, personalised content covering a range of different topics to make sure that I'm always presenting real English in context and to help my listeners to get as much English into their lives as possible. Basically, I'm trying to inject English directly into the brains of my listeners as much as I can in any way that I can, Um, which doesn't sound like um, uh, an exact science, but this is backed up by a few principles of language learning, including the idea that people essentially learn more effectively when they are personally engaged with what they're hearing and that they're motivated by more than just the desire to learn the language. Uh, Those seem to be conditions in which um, learning works best. Also, when people feel at ease and in a good mood, that seems to help the learning process as well. And also, it's important to listen regularly and for as much time as possible. Basically, the longer, the better, and the more regular, the better. So these are the things I'm I'm trying to, um, you know, help to create. These are the conditions I'm trying to create here. Um, 
I'm from Hammersmith in London, but these days I spend most of my time living in Paris, where I work at, at the British Council as an English teacher, and I also do stand-up comedy uh, in English in Paris in front of uh, audiences of uh, French people, but also plenty of tourists and expats as well. Um, I often travel. Uh, th- 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 I try to speak my own language on this podcast as, as well as I can, uh, but sometimes uh, even I fail at that. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? I often travel back to the UK and record episodes there in London, uh, where I used to live, or in the Midlands, where I grew up. And um, I have a brilliant, lovely audience from all around the world who regularly contact me with comments and questions and general encouragement. And I'm very flattered that so many of them chose to vote for me in this award. And, uh, you know, I'm blown away by it, really. Um, My biggest countries in terms of audience are China, Russia, Japan, the UK. So the UK is actually my, my fourth largest audience. I imagine that's mainly sort of uh, non-native speakers of English who are resident in the UK um, and who either just sort of want to improve their English or just are desperate to try and understand this bizarre culture that they've found themselves living in. And um, so Russia, Japan, the UK, uh, Spain, Poland, South Korea, Ukraine, Germany, Italy and the USA. Those are usually my top countries in terms of downloads. Um, And, you know, my audience are really the ones who make the podcast great because I don't really do any marketing for this podcast. And so I think that most of my publicity is done by word of mouth which is the best form of of publicity, I think. And um, so if you are one of those listeners who's told your friends about this podcast and given a personal recommendation, then thank you very much. Um, If you haven't done that, then, you know, as ever, I always encourage you to do that. If you want to support the podcast in some way, then that's a good way to do it. You could uh, just tell a friend who you think might enjoy this. You could tell a friend about the podcast and um, that would really help. Um, Some of my listeners are also very active in the comments section of my website, uh, which is very entertaining. And they have some, you know, funny conversations there. And they're very friendly people. So if you find yourself in the comments section of my website, you might find you'll have some responses from nice, friendly listeners. Um, I meet my listeners sometimes at comedy gigs, like if, if my listeners come to shows, they, they might meet me, or in classrooms by coincidence, which does happen sometimes. In fact, just the other day, I started a new class at the British Council, and I had a, a, one of my students um, who, who... So I, I told my class about the podcast. I said, oh, by the way, I also do this podcast. And one of my, list, one of my listeners, one of my students put her hand up, and she said, actually... I didn't want to say anything, but I'm a listener to your podcast. And uh, when I came into the class, I was really sort of surprised. I couldn't believe that it's you. So every now and then I do meet my listeners in various ways, which is always quite funny when it happens. Um, And I went to Japan recently for a holiday and I did a show there and I was treated like like a celebrity. I mean, I felt like some kind of celebrity and there was a big queue of people waiting to take my autograph after the show. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, my listeners are lovely and it's always nice to meet them. Um, now, transcriptions. Um, for for learners of English, having transcriptions for episodes that they listen to is very, very useful because it allows them to check the words that they're hearing and also practice things like sound scripting, which is where you write notes on the script 
to indicate where the stresses, the pauses, the intonation patterns are. And this helps uh, to identify speech patterns and then practice copying them. It's really useful for developing spoken English and fluency and pronunciation. Uh, so transcripts are really important. Now, I don't usually script my episodes. Some of them are scripted. Like, to be honest, this one I did script in advance because I wanted to plan out what I was going to say. Um, so some of them are scripted, but most of the time I try to talk off the cuff. Um, I think it's better. Um, it's a better indication, like speaking off the cuff, I think is a better indication of how people actually speak when they're just thinking on their feet. And therefore, it's better practiced to listen to that kind of English. Um, so a lot of my episodes don't have scripts. But there is a team of uh, Lepsters, that's Lepsters are my listeners, LEP meaning L-E-P, Luke's English Podcast. There's a team of listeners called the Orion Transcription Team that work together to transcribe portions of my episodes and then proofread and correct each other's work. And the result is that they end up transcribing many of my episodes and those scripts are available for everyone to see on uh, Google Documents. Uh, it's a really cool way for my audience to generate scripts for my website and work on their English in an effective way at the same time. And you can find the transcripts on my website, teacherluke.co.uk. Um, so let me now go through some recommended episodes if you're new to the podcast. Um, you can get all of the episodes of this podcast in my archive on my website at teacherluke.co.uk. And uh, so you can just check out all of the episodes there. Um, so here are some episodes that I recommend uh, that you listen to if you're new to the podcast. Now, um, I thought that I'd do this, you know, since I imagine a few people might be listening to the podcast for the first time today. I thought that I would recommend some episodes, but it's actually been really hard to know which episodes I should recommend if you are new to this podcast. I've done uh, nearly 450 episodes now. Um, what you should really do is just have a look in the archive on my website and just listen to whatever takes your fancy. And I also say that to people who aren't brand new to the podcast, but who haven't listened to every episode. There are lots of stuff, lot, there, there is lots of stuff there, lots of content that uh, that you might find very useful and interesting if you haven't heard it yet. So do go into the archive and have a look, little look and anything that appeals to you, uh, check it out and listen to it. Um, so now here, here are some ideas for episodes that you could choose. And this is this list is based on what my listeners tend to enjoy. And I did ask my uh, followers on Facebook yesterday which episodes they would recommend to people who've never listened to the podcast before. Uh, so based on the things that they said and the things that... Um, I think my listeners tend to enjoy and just, you know, stuff from my own mind. Uh, here are some recommended episodes. So there are episodes where I teach language or I teach learning strategies. And uh, these ones are designed to help my listeners learn the language more effectively. And I think this is kind of like the core of what I do on the podcast. Um, and uh, so I'm basically teaching language or learning strategies either by exploring methods for motivation and self-study or by teaching specific language like grammar, vocab uh, and pronunciation. And I like to do episodes about regional accents in the UK as well. So you could check out um, 
episode number 174, which was called How to Learn English with Luke's English Podcast, um, and episode 385 called Breaking the Intermediate Plateau. And those episodes are full of advice on how you can basically self-study um, to get an advanced level in English. Um, then there's uh, episode 405, which was all about uh, British accents that you can hear in the Lord of the Rings movies. And that was all about analysing the way that accents were used in those films to create um, the... To, to bring the characters from the from the books into, uh, into life on the screen and how those accents kind of uh, were part of that. And it really is a way of exploring British accents, what they sound like, and the kind of character or personality of, of British accents. Uh, episode 40... Uh, it's just a good example of an episode with lots of vocabulary teaching in it, and that was all about health and feeling ill. Um, episode 176 was all about grammar and verb tenses, and then episode 29 is is one of the most popular episodes ever, and that one is a, a mystery story, which um, I used to uh, teach some narrative tenses. And the story itself is a sort of, it's a bit of fan fiction, uh, a bit of Doctor Who fan fiction, basically, it's a kind of a Doctor Who story. And the next episode after that is a, uh, a Sherlock Holmes-style detective story. A kind of a tongue-in-cheek Sherlock Holmes story. Um, then there are episodes about aspects of British culture. Uh, my listeners tend to be interested in the UK's culture. And I think this helps to learn the language. You know, if you learn some things about the mindset and lifestyle of the people who use that language, it does tend to help you... Uh, learn the language yourself and I've done episodes about British humour, um, about tea drinking, about holidays and festivals in the UK, about uh, British comedy on TV and uh, you know British communication style and things like that so you could listen to uh, episode 432 which is about uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares which is essentially like how to swear in English, essentially, how to use all the rudest words. Um, episode 427 uh, was another one about British comedy, and that one was um, about Limmy's show. Uh, 411, uh, British holidays and festivals. 420, uh, which was all about how to make a nice cup of tea and the whole culture of tea drinking in Britain. Uh, 261 was called What is Britishness? And it basically explored notions of British identity uh, and it kind of explained the differences between England, Wales, uh, Scotland and Northern Ireland and the UK and uh, the kind of complex interplay between those countries and how Britain and what Britain really means. It's a bit complicated. You'll have to listen to it. Episode 83 was called How to Swear in British English and actually that one, in that one I was joined by my brother and we... Um, teach all of the rudest words in the English language uh, using a scale of rudeness from not very rude to incredibly rude. So if you want to know all of the rudest words in the English language, you can check that one out. I mean, if you are a native English speaker, you probably know all that stuff already, I imagine. Uh, anyway, it just gives you an idea of kind of the sort of thing that I do on the podcast. Um, some of the most popular episodes are the ones in which I have my friends Amber and Paul as guests on the show. Amber and Paul 
are regular guests. I like to get them on the show as much as possible. And those episodes tend to be a little bit more difficult for my listeners to follow, but they're so popular with my listeners just because the three of us have this really good dynamic between us. Um, Amber's got the loveliest voice in the world, and Paul's laugh is very infectious. So it kind of creates this nice mix, this kind of perfect storm of lovely voice, infectious laughter, uh, and kind of friendship, which um, apparently is really nice to listen to. And we usually play games or respond to listeners' comments from the website. Um, Amber and Paul are both stand-up comedians. Paul Taylor uh, is now quite a f- quite a famous comedian uh, in France because he has his own TV show on Canal Plus and YouTube, and uh, Amber and I help him to write it. The show is called What the... What the fuck, France? What the what the fuck, France? And my washing machine, which you can hear in the background, is it loves this show. Every time I mention it, the washing machine makes loads of noise. Um, okay. Anyway, it, the show's called What the Fuck, France. All right, um, and it's all about um, uh, French culture from the point of view of an angry English guy. You might have seen it on YouTube, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's basically an English guy, an angry English guy going on about French culture and swearing a lot. Yes, that's that's Paul, basically, in his show. And he gets away with it because he speaks French like a native and really the show is quite an affectionate piss take of French culture from a British point of view. So that's Paul Taylor. Um, and... Um, Anyway, uh, so some episodes with Amber and Paul. You could listen to Catching Up with Amber and Paul, any of the episodes entitled Catching Up with Amber and Paul. You could probably listen to the fifth one, number 435, because that does uh, give a little introduction to to Amber and Paul. Uh, Episode 436, The Lion Game. Um, And uh, anyway, any episodes that have Amber and Paul in the title. Um, There's ones where I have my dad on the podcast, uh, those tend to be popular with my listeners as well. My dad used to be a BBC journalist and he generally keeps a close eye on current affairs, particularly in Europe. So he's the ideal person to talk to about politics. And every now and then I ask him for his thoughts on Brexit and other issues. And he's very good at breaking down these complex issues clearly and concisely. Um, You could listen to episode 444, which was called the Rick Thompson Report, Snap General Election. That's all about the the general election that we're going to have in uh, just a few weeks. And um, episode 390, which was called the Rick Thompson Report, Hard Brexit and US Election. And that's where he gave his opinions on the, you know, on on Brexit and on the... um, American presidential elections, uh, Donald Trump and all that stuff. Um, I also have other members of my family on the podcast quite a lot, uh, particularly my brother, who is known for being quite sardonic and a little bit grumpy on the podcast. Uh, But uh, generally, though, my listeners seem to really enjoy hearing the four of us, my mum, my dad and my brother and me, uh, rambling on about various things. So you could listen to episode 415, which was called With the Family Part 3, More Encounters with Famous People. And that's where we uh, sort of shared a few anecdotes about some famous or vaguely famous people that we bumped into over the years. Um, I like to do silly comedy stories on the podcast. So as a comedian, 
I do some episodes just for the sake of fun and and laughs, basically. And every now and then I like to improvise stories with lots of stupid tangents and different characters. And they're basically kind of long, shaggy dog stories. Uh, the most well-known one, the most popular one, is, is called The Pink Gorilla Story, which is basically a long, drawn-out joke. And there's part one and part two of The, the Pink Gorilla Story. Um... And um, so episode 125 is the Pink Gorilla Story and episode 400 is the Pink Gorilla Story 2. But there are some others in there as well. You might want to check out episode number 173, which is called The Curse of the Lampton Worm, which is this um, this old tale from folklore, from English folklore, um, and sort of redone as a bit of a sort of comedy story. A kind of horror comedy story you could say um then there are some traveling episodes uh whenever i go away on holiday somewhere i usually do an episode about the experience and they often involve some storytelling some bits of history and general reflections on the different culture that i'm visiting and i've done ones about japan thailand california indonesia and france um, you could check out episode 443 called the trip to japan part two or episode 377 called The Holiday in Thailand, and episode 209, Travelling in Indonesia. I try not to just make those episodes a bit like, you know, when a friend shows you his holiday photos. I try not to make it like that because that's kind of boring. Instead, I try to just turn them into storytelling episodes, essentially, um, with, you know, bits of humour in it and stuff like that. It sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet in this episode, um this isn't it's that's, that's not exactly what i intended but i'm just trying to give you an overview of what you can hear on the podcast if you if you want to check out other episodes um so there you go that's a selection of recommended episodes but really i hope you just have a look at the episode archive and just pick whatever seems interesting to you and have a listen if you want to so um Remember that this podcast is primarily for people who don't have English as a first language, although I do try to make it as entertaining as any other podcast out there. And if you like it, if you like listening to it, then great. If it's not your cup of tea, then, you know, no worries. But if you do enjoy it, then I hope that you listen regularly and you just get into it. And um, feel free to join my community of listeners. You're all welcome, whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I do have some native English speakers listening to this podcast as well, which I'm very happy about. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. And indeed, thank you very much for voting. If you did that, I'm feeling great as a result of the bronze medal. I mean, some people on Facebook were like, oh, you should have got gold. Well, I'm very happy with bronze, let me tell you. Um, a little bit of news here, some technical stuff. Um, it's it's time for me to leave audioboom.com. So audioboom.com are my podcast hosts, but I'm leaving Audioboom and I'm going to move the podcast to a new host. Now, Audioboom have been great hosts. I like their service a lot and I would recommend it to anyone. Um, their embedded players look fantastic. In fact, the, the website in general is, is really well presented. Their app works really, really well. I've had hardly any problems with Audio Boom over the years, but for one reason or another, it's time for me to move on now, and I want to be able to do more things. I want to be able to offer more things for my listeners, so I'm moving the podcast to a new podcast host. I'm going to move it to Libsyn, which is uh, the Liberated Syndicate. That's what it's known as, and um, 
this is going to be a bit more expensive for me, but I think it's worth it and I think it'll be good for the podcast. So I'm moving to Libsyn, which is probably the biggest podcast host online. And the cool thing with them is that I get a lot more control over the things that I can do. Now, this might not mean a lot to you as listeners to this podcast, but essentially, I will be able to start controlling my catalogue a lot more and I'll be able to launch a Luke's English podcast app for Android and iOS devices, which could include bonus content only available in the app, as well as also premium content and more. So hopefully things will develop in a good way over the coming months for this podcast. The podcast has gone from strength to strength every year since I started it, and I do want that to continue. Hopefully being able to expand the stuff that I can present to you will help. In 2016, I got about 9 million downloads for this podcast, and this year I already look set to smash that number. Um, My listening figures this year are more than double what they were this time last year. It's amazing. So the podcast is getting more and more popular all the time. So watch this space. Watch out for new new developments. Um, now, moving to a new host might cause a few slight technical problems. So if you are if you do experience any technical issues, just hold on. It should all be fixed uh, soon. There might be a few teething problems, uh, but it should all be fixed in due course. Um, one of the issues that I expect will be that I'm going to have to. Um, I'm going to I'm going to have to change all of the embedded uh, media players on every page of my website, which is a massive project. I mean, I've got like nearly 450 episodes, and I'm going to need to update all of the media players for every single one, and all the download links and everything. So that's going to take me a while. So it might take a little while for things to be refreshed, but eventually it would all go back to normal, and um, you probably won't experience much. Um, much uh disruption to your service uh hopefully itunes will just carry on as normal you won't need to subscribe again or anything it's all going to be totally fine and normal and great okay right so that's that's the end of the main part of the episode and um what I'm going to do now is go through those 17 expressions. Remember at the beginning of this episode I said that I'd pick out uh, 17 expressions and then explain them. Uh, why 17? You might be asking, why is it 17? Well, no reason. Actually, the way I, I did it was I kind of prepared what I was going to say first, and then I just kind of picked out the expressions that e- either had just come up in my preparation, or I kind of stuck a few extra little bits of vocab in there that I could explain later. It just ended up being 17. So anyway, 17 expressions. Did you notice any language that you think that I will now be explaining? Did you notice any bits of vocabulary? You thought, ah, he's probably going to explain that one. He's going to explain that one. I don't know if you noticed any, but here is my list. And the only criteria for me picking these expressions is because I think you might not know them or because they're just idioms or fixed expressions or bits of vocabulary, which I think are useful. And you could add them to your, your active vocabulary if you want. Now, as you're listening to this list You might think, oh, I already know that one. Yeah, I know that one already. Now, if you do know them already, excellent. Great. Well done. Good for you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done, you. But just knowing the the vocab is only about 30% of the battle. That's only about 30%. You 
knowing them is great, but you also have to be able to pronounce the, the expressions properly and use them correctly in a variety of ways. And also, just you need to be able to tell me that you do use them in your English. It's not just a question of what you know, it's a question of what you can do, isn't it? So think about those things. So here we go. I'm going to fly through the expressions first. There was to bring you up to speed, uh, to stand a chance of doing something. Uh, it's a long shot, but it might just work. To be up against some pretty stiff competition. To be blown away. To feel over the moon. To be buzzing. To feel pretty good about yourself. To be on top of the world. To feel flattered. To be immensely proud. To feel smug. Uh, to feel self-satisfied. Uh, to feel pleased with yourself. Have I done that one twice? No, I haven't. To feel pleased with yourself. To be backed up by evidence or research. Off the cuff and to think on your feet. Okay, so those are the expressions. Let's start at the start. Um, so to bring you up to speed, if if I think I said something like, um, so any new listeners, I'm just going to give you an introduction to the podcast in order to bring you up to speed uh, on what this podcast is all about. Okay, um, so if I bring you up to speed, it means I give you all of the updated information about something so that you know the same as everyone else. For example, if you come to a meeting late, you'll be behind everyone else and you need to catch up with everyone. So I'll tell you all the information that you're missing I'll and I'll bring you up to speed, okay? Um, so, for example, you could say, let me just bring you up to speed on what we've done so far. Let me just bring you up to speed on what we've done so far. Or could you bring me up to speed on this? for example, okay? So that's to bring someone up to speed on something. Uh, next one is to stand a chance of doing something. And if you stand a chance of doing something, it means that you have a hope or there is a likelihood uh, of winning or being successful in something. For example, I wouldn't stand a chance if I had a fight with Anthony Joshua or Vladimir Klitschko. I wouldn't stand a chance in a fight with Anthony Joshua, for example, because Anthony Joshua is the world heavyweight champion. He certainly is now, since he beat Vladimir Klitschko this weekend. Um, so in a fight with Anthony Joshua, I wouldn't stand a chance, obviously. Um, and uh, um, another example would be, you know, they didn't stand a chance. The attack came without warning. So often it's used in a negative uh, form, you know. Uh, it's often used negatively, like I don't stand a chance, I wouldn't stand a chance, they didn't stand a chance of uh, of winning, for example. Um, in in my case, I it was I thought that I didn't stand a chance of winning in the podcast awards, so I was you know really pleasantly surprised to discover that I'd got the bronze medal. Still can't believe it. It's really weird. Um, it's a long shot, but it might just work. It's a long shot. If something's a long shot, it means that it's unlikely to succeed, but it's worth trying anyway. You know, for example, I don't think I stand a chance of winning this, but, you know, let's let's try anyway. It's a long shot, but it might just work. Um, the next one is to be up against some pretty stiff competition. And there's kind of two things in there. One of, one of them is to be up against competition. That means that you're competing with uh, people. I'm up against some really strong people in this competition, for example. To be up against someone, meaning to be competing with someone. And the other one is the collocation stiff competition. If you talk about stiff competition, it means like really difficult competition, really, really competent uh, challenges. Okay, so I'm up against some pretty stiff competition. 
um, to be blown away or to feel blown away. If you're blown away by something, it means that you're really impressed or really shocked in a positive way. For example, what did you think of the film? Oh, wow, it blew me away. Or I feel blown away. Now, for a lot of adjectives, you can use be or feel, right? Um, You know, I am happy or I feel happy. I am blown away. I feel blown away. You see? So it could be be or feel. Um, The next one is, is to feel over the moon, which most people know, to be honest. That's one of those idioms that everyone knows. Um, you know, I'm absolutely over the moon. I feel over the moon. It just means that you're delighted. Um, and this is a good one to be buzzing. Oh, I'm absolutely buzzing. I've been buzzing all weekend. So if you're buzzing, it means that, and that's a verb, you know, it's in the continuous form. I'm buzzing. Uh, you look like you're buzzing. Yeah, I'm still buzzing. It means that you're feeling happy and excited with a really good feeling inside. You know, imagine you've just, you know, won something or you, you've had some great success and you fit, you're buzzing. Also, it's sometimes how you feel when you drink lots of coffee, really good coffee. You drink really good coffee and then you're like, yeah, I'm really buzzing. That coffee's good. Yeah, I'm really buzzing. And things that are not coffee as well. Like, I mean, it could be other substances that you might consume that could make you feel like that. Like, oh, yeah, man, I'm fucking buzzing, man. <laughs> like if you've taken a pill or something. Yeah, all right. But in this case, I'm buzzing just because uh, uh, because of coming third in this competition. Um, I feel, to feel pretty good about yourself. Um, like I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I think this is quite clear, you know, that it's pretty clear what that means if you feel pretty good about yourself. But the construction of that phrase is worth noticing, you know, to feel good about yourself. Um, and you know, it's just the sort of natural English that I wonder if if you use that yourself. Anyway, to feel good about yourself, okay, and also to feel bad about yourself is is obviously the opposite. Um, you can also say to feel on top of the world, and that's another expression in my list. To feel on top of the world, or to be on top of the world, and it's the same as feeling over the moon. It just means that you're delighted. Um, here's another good one. This is a nice one to to feel flattered or to be flattered. And if you're flattered, uh, it means that you're pleased about something because it makes you feel important or special. So if someone makes you feel special or makes you feel important, you can say that you feel flattered. It's also a slightly embarrassing feeling. It's sort of a modest feeling, like someone has just said something really nice about you or something really positive. You can say, oh, don't flatter me or "You're, you're flattering me now or, you know, oh, that's really nice. Thanks. I feel really flattered. That's very flattering. Thank you. Uh, which is how I feel, you know, with when I get like nice messages from my listeners. You know, it's really flattering. Thanks. Um, by the way, you can read this list on the page for this episode on my website. So if you're wondering how to spell these things, like, for example, flatter, F-L-A-T-T-E-R. Um, if you're wondering how to spell any of these things, you can check them out on the page for this episode in the list. And, you know, what you could do is take these phrases and put them into your vocab lists or you could make flashcards, you know, using your flashcard app on your phone and you could stick the the, the expressions in the flashcard app and then you can, you know, practice remembering these phrases and repeating them on the bus or whatever. Um, let's see, what else? Other items in the list of 17 expressions. There was to feel immensely proud. Now, you know the word proud, 
but um, just that collocation of feeling immensely proud. It's quite a nice bit of language. Um, immense means really, really big, and immensely is the adverb and proud the adjective. So you could just say, I feel immensely proud, which is quite a nice collocation. Um, here's a nice word, uh, a good word, smug. If you feel smug, um, and this this word is quite negative, and it means feeling pleased with yourself to the point that it becomes unattractive. Mm, I'm feeling really smug about. Yeah, I came third in the in the podcast awards. Mm, you know, like that. That's a smug feeling, um, and it's negative. So look at him; he's so smug because he came third in that award. Isn't it disgusting? Uh, so smug. I'm feeling a bit smug. Uh, means self-satisfied. In fact, self-satisfied is the next item in the list. It's just a synonym of smug. Satisfied or pleased with yourself. That's the next one as well. Pleased with yourself, self-satisfied or smug, all synonyms, and they all mean that you're kind of, you know, um, rather pleased with yourself to the point where it's a little bit negative. Um, Then we had the expression to be backed up by evidence or backed up by research. I was talking about the sort of approach that I use for doing the podcast and the fact that it's backed up by some uh, research into language learning. Um, so if something is backed up by something else, it means it's supported by it, essentially. So, you know, you know, an approach or a method is backed up by research, for example. Or even in a fight, you know, you could be backed up by your friends. Come on, back me up on this one. It means support me. Um... And, you know, for example, one of the reasons that I got this award is because I'm backed up by my army of, of uh, ninja listeners out there who, even though they never actually uh, communicate with me, apparently uh, they're willing to vote for me in, in competitions like this. Thank you again. And um, two more expressions on the list. One of them is off the cuff and uh, to do something off the cuff. So you could do something off the cuff or... An off-the-cuff thing, like an off-the-cuff a statement, for example. And if something is off-the-cuff, O-double-F-T-H-E-C-U-double-F, those, that's three words. If something is off-the-cuff, it means it's unprepared. Um, and apparently this comes from the idea that if you... This comes from the idea that, um, you know, if you did a speech which wasn't fully prepared, you had to write notes on the cuff of your shirt... The cuff of your shirt is like the the end part of the sleeve on a shirt. And uh, apparently, you know, people used to write notes on the cuff of their shirt so that they could, uh, like, do a presentation without having to prepare it. Right? Does that make sense? Anyway, if something's off the cuff, it means that it's done in an unprepared way. Although it doesn't make sense because if you've written it on the cuff, then that's kind of preparation, isn't it? Anyway, off the cuff just means without any preparation. And also another synonym of that is to think on your feet. If you think on your feet, it just means that you kind of improvise or you think without any preparation at all. It just means you're reacting to things in the moment. Um, All right. So and I was talking about the way that I think it's important to listen to English in which people are sort of thinking on their feet and they're speaking in an off-the-cuff way, it just is more uh, more authentic and therefore is better listening practice for you. Okay, that's the end of this episode. Um, and um, thank you very much for listening. If you're a new listener, then welcome to the podcast and I uh, hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, 
If you're a uh, long-term listener, thank you so much for continuing to support support this podcast and for voting for the podcast in the uh, podcast awards. I'm very, very uh, flattered and pleased and feeling a bit smug today. Um, All right. There'll be more podcasts coming soon. Sorry if there are any technical problems relating to the fact that my uh, podcast is going to be migrating to a different host. It should be okay. But anyway, if you've got any issues, just get in touch with me. Go to my website, teacherluke.co.uk, and uh, you can send me emails uh, through the website, all right? Or just leave comments on the website too. Thanks for listening. Speak to you again soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.